Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, the thing about boat parades is it, it's uniquely Tampa Bay or has become that. What's weird is that we didn't think about it sooner. Now, you have to have championships in order to do it, right? So you got to go back to 2002 when the Bucks won, 2004 when the Lightning won, uh, or even, you know, obviously the, the Lightning were the first ones to do it, and that, that was born of the pandemic. But all I can say is this is one of the greatest days for the fans – and the players, I think, uh, of the Lightning who are going to have their boat parade today. What's cool about it, and I had, you know, back in the day when the Bucks won, and certainly the last boat parade, almost to a man, you know, that the winning the championship is great, and, and there's nothing like that moment. We've all seen it um, many, many times over when you win. But when it really resonates with the players is when they're going to see, I don't know, tens of thousands of fans lined up along the river, and be able to share it with them like that and just enjoy the hell out of it. That's when it, I think it really hits these guys what they accomplished. Well, and this may be even bigger than last year mm-hmm. because, one, we've got vaccines and more people right. are out and about. Absolutely. Which this was born out of that. But, two, school's not in. If you even remember better. last time, yeah. it was on a Wednesday in at the end of September that the boat parade mm-hmm. happened. Uh, so this one is now, granted, it's earlier in the day. That one they didn't start till the afternoon. And then they did the evening celebration at Raymond James Stadium. This time it's a 11 o'clock start to the boat parade, a 2 p.m. celebration at Julian B. Lane Park. But without school and with, you know, people are out and about more and more people are comfortable going out with the vaccine around, I think it's going to be huge now. It's going to be a lot hotter than it was in September as well. Indeed, too. yes, yes. So wear wear lots of sunscreen. Maybe bring a hat. Bring a cooler of water or whatever your favorite yes. beverage is. I'm not. I don't tell think coolers are do. allowed in Julian Bean Lane Park, so you can't bring ah, that for okay. the celebration. But if you're just okay. going down to the boat parade to watch somewhere along the river, yes, you could do yeah. that for sure. Hydrate. Yes, yeah. stay hydrated. Get that sunscreen on. But it's but, just think about this. This is our third boat parade in 10 months it's insane right like i mean who it's and we almost had a fourth almost had a fourth uh, the rays i I was just watching that magic moment on the espies the other night when uh when they were showing the uh, la dodgers we were very close to that as a sporting town so um but this this truly is i mean this it's hard to fathom that we'll ever experience anything this compressed again. Uh, I'm not saying that these franchises are done and they're not going to win championships because, quite frankly, all of them are posed to do it again. Even the Rays will have a look of the playoffs and then, you know, we'll see. Um, but it really is what, – what's so cool about it, and there's a lot of things that's cool about it, but not the least of which is the perception of a community. And I'm not saying you know, we, we overplay sports sometimes and it's important, you know, is it as important as a new road or a hospital or no, I'm not, I'm not comparing it to that, but I do think that it's, um, 
first of all, just, I mean, when, when people from afar see Tampa Bay and see that gorgeous city and, and, you know, it just brings so much attention to the area. Now, maybe, maybe it's a secret we don't want to share with folks um, because they're moving down here in droves. I can tell you that, but the, the, the pride that, that the area has and, and just, you know, if you think about the history of this sports market, other than uh, 2002 with the Bucks, 2004 uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, until this 18-month period you're talking about, that was it. I mean, and not just that was it. Now, the Lightning obviously have had sustained success in going to the finals and going to uh, Eastern Conference finals and, and, of course, losing in the uh, Stanley Cup to Chicago and all of that. So they've been, they've been great as a franchise. Didn't win a championship, but have been great for a number of years. The Bucks had some run themselves up until the time you know before John Gruden left etc and through Tony Dungy but for the most part it's always been about you know plenty of tickets available teams that don't make the postseason and again the Rays they've been perennial of 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 late and going back to Madden and 08 they had their run to the World Series so I'm not discounting those you know occasional sort of forays into into uh, the public conscious but to be the team in the city, in the area, every single championship, I mean, this is now, you know, we have, and John Romano wrote about this in his column, we have people like, welcome to the world of nasty, right? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, man, you're enemy number one. It's, it's an interesting juxtaposition if, you, if you've grown up here and covered sports or, or, or a fan of these teams um, to see how the worm has turned and sort of how, oh, this is how... This is what it feels like to, for everybody to hate you. Well, just think about um, New York. Mm-hmm. You know, this mega sports town, how many sports teams do they have? Right. Um, you know, what? It's all like the New Jersey teams, teams all the, I yeah. Mean, mm-hmm. You know, you've got every sport, you've got what, three hockey teams there, essentially. Sure. If you count Two New Jersey teams. Devils, yeah. um, Two basketball. Yeah. It's been 10 years since they've had a parade. <laughs> wow. The, the New York Giants winning the 2011 Super Bowl. That's right. Wow. Tampa Bay has had three in ten months. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's incredible. It is. And, you know, it, it, it's just going to be a – it's going to be a fun – it's going to be a fun deal. I'm, and you're right. You know, the last time when the Bucks had their parade, that also was uh, during the school year. And people had to get out of school. It started mm-hmm. early in the morning or some had to come – Later in the afternoon, if their kids got out early enough, so um, look, it's on a, a. People might grouse a little bit because it's on a Monday. Um, you know, that's. I mean, those who work obviously usually have to go to work, but but it is an opportunity to take your kids if you're able to get them there um, to see this. And nobody parties like hockey players. Like I, you know, <laughs> there there was a there was obviously a lot of tequila flowing. Uh, and and shots of other things during the Bucks boat parade, and we saw Tipsy Tom and all that. Um, and he wasn't the Lone Ranger there. I mean, there was a lot of guys having fun with the hockey. It's almost like they try to outdo each other. Like every night, I see the Stanley Cup and a bunch of players somewhere in Tampa uh, <laughs> on my on my timeline, um, just living it up. The party has not stopped for those guys. And in fact, I would think tomorrow will be. Maybe not just a continuation of that, but maybe 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 the maybe the highlight of it. Um, 
I'm not really sure, but but I don't think anybody parties like hockey players. I'll be honest with you. Well, and if you remember back to Alex Ovechkin a few years ago, right, when he won the cup uh, for the first time, and of course, you know, he was considered the best player in the league that had not won. Exactly, uh, and he went crazy. But but it, it, in you know, for these Lightning players too, they've won back to back championships, but they didn't get to fully celebrate last year. They did I mean, not. They did go out to you, dinners and they did some things, but you didn't get to celebrate the way you want to. You didn't get to to do it out with the fans as much as you like. If you think back to last September, you know, or early October, um, you know, things were still locked down. We didn't have vaccines yet. Right, right. Um, restaurants weren't fully open. You know, you just right. had all those all those things going against you that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even some of the players talked about it and some of the, you know, press was asking them how, you know, they want to celebrate their day. And like, we didn't get a day last year with the Cup. Because no. um, they couldn't travel with it. They couldn't take it to Canada. You couldn't go to Russia with it. Uh, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, this is almost a culmination of two years. Not to say they didn't party last year, because they did. And obviously the parade, and, and we all saw Drunk Cooch and Pat Maroon, Florida Man, and, and all that at, at the celebration. But, but yeah, I mean, this trophy, one, we always say it's the hardest one to win. I mean, that, that physical, grueling grind for two months in the Stanley Cup. Um you know, I, I kind of like seeing players let loose. I mean, I, I don't care if it's hockey or football or whatever else. I think it's great. I mean, you know, we, we sometimes we forget these are 22, 23, 25, 27-year-old guys. Yep. I mean, you know, think back to when you were that age. I can't. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's I mean, a couple I, reasons for that. One, I, it's been a long time. And two, uh, there did some things that don't allow me to remember what, I, well, what, what was going on. That, too. I mean, I mean that's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes I, know was, I, I think we forget that with these guys. We expect them to right. to act perfectly and be adults and, ah, they're and, kids. and, and do everything yeah. perfect. And they're kids. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, Stamkos is one of the oldest guys on the team. He's 30 or 31. I mean, yeah. you know, that's not how old. old. Is Ross, how old is Ross Colton? Like 20? Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, you think to the Rays. Wander Franco's 20. Yeah. You know, right. playing a big league game. I mean, you know, yeah. you know so – they achieve their their lifelong dream, something they've been working for towards since they were five or six or three or whatever. Right. Go crazy, man. Yeah. No, they're going do to do it safely, but go crazy. Absolutely, they deserve it. And the, the grueling, you know, the the run that they've had the last two years, and the fact that this is the last time this team is going to be the same, um, it'll be fairly dr- dramatically different. I think we talked about the salary cap and the mm-hmm. uh, expansion draft and things like that. So. uh uh, it was interesting to me. Um, uh, Mary Fallow, uh, who covers the Lightning a little bit with, uh, um, well, quite a bit actually, with Ed Encina for the Tampa Bay Times. So she did a top ten list of the boat parades. Now we've already had enough boat parades to where there is a top ten list. This is this is the thing that that floored me. It's like, wait a minute, we're now having top ten lists about boat parades in Tampa Bay. Um, so I, I, I think it's obvious that the number one we'll go we'll go one to ten here, but the number one moment has to be the video that Joey Knight went viral with, which was Brady needing to lean a little bit on Ryan Griffin. And when I say lean a bit, I mean a lot. Um when he was coming off the boat after too much avocado tequila. No, I don't think that's number one. You don't. Okay. So all right, good. I'm glad you disagree. So that that was number one. Then there was you might go for this one. Nikita Kucherov pouring beer in Jeff Finnick's mouth. That's, uh, that's, that? that's up there. I, that might be number two on my list. Okay. Here's one. Three. Brady chucking the Lombardi trophy 
to Cameron Bright across across the river. Ding 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 ding. That's my. That's your. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And I I would agree with you with that simply because of this. To me, that will always be the symbol of their championship. Was him tossing that trophy? Because first of all, why would you do that? <laughs> it's just a dumb thing well, to do. Right? I got seven of them. It's okay. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> And then you can hear, you know, in the background, his his uh, little girl Vivi go, yes. "No, Daddy, no." She's the only one that's telling these people that this is a bad idea. Um, and the fact that you know, while that trophy's not heavy, it has some really sharp edges on it, and if Break doesn't catch the football side, it could have creased it's, his head. It's not exactly symmetrical to where you can get a nice spiral no. or throw on it. If you catch the base of that thing near your face, ouch, babe. You know, no, but even just throwing it, I mean, you you get a little off center, and it it could go sideways and not right, you know, not the direction you intended, and right. So somehow, somehow that and that will always forever in a day, even for Brady's career. I think anybody that does a, a you know a re- and the, there's a hundred of them already, but anybody that does any more of these retrospectives, you're going to see him tossing that Lombardi Trophy from as many angles as they can find because that that summarizes Tampa Tom, you know. All of that stuff, him coming here, uh, you know, winning at forty three, and then the boat parade, which was unlike any other. But yeah, that that toss, uh, it is not a thirty four and a half pound Stanley Cup, but that that was probably it. Um, I do I do think, however, because the Lightning started this, this was one Kalorn hoisting the cup on his sea dew. Yeah, that's, oh, that's that's a good. That might image. be three. That, Cooch with Vinnick is two. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Kalorn, the, the, the image of Kalorn's three. Yeah. And then you had, I mean, was anybody other than Cooch, was anybody more of a Florida man than Patrick <laughs> Maroon with the shirt off, the hat, the glasses, and the scarf around well, his neck? And, that was when he was two cup guy. What's he going to be a three cup guy? <laughs> a three time? cup guy. <laughs> was, right. You got to up your game, man. You got three now. Uh, he took, remember, he took, they were at the Raymond James after they did the. Uh, the mm-hmm. the uh, boat parade, and he had the beige fedora, the sunglasses, and the scarf, and he gave one of the greatest speeches that you could have as a two-time winner. And then um, he told all the fans to take their phones out and turn their flashlights on. And he he, he uh, stopped by saying, I'm the big rig. I'm back-to-back. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, then you had, uh, this was one I had forgotten about, uh, apparently uh, Shattenkirk. He guzzled beer. Um, like through his T-shirt, I don't know the kind yeah, of TJ yeah, Oshie like. Yeah, TJ Oshie did that a few years ago with yeah. the Capitals. Yep. Yeah, I do. Right. I forgot about that, but yes, now that you mention it, that was interesting. And then um, going back to the Bucks, this one, this one, I was surprised we were we were running out of them here at this point. Vita Vea, what, you remember? We, I mean, every time Bruce Arians would get up there, he'd say something we'd have to bleep, and he'd say, "You're not going bleeping yeah, anywhere." I was, was going to say that's got to be part of yeah, it, right? It's one. It's on there. <laughs> And uh, and then Vea decides to cool him down. He dumps him with an ice bucket. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that's an ice I, bucket challenge. Okay. Yeah. So he dumped him. <laughs> he dumped an ice bucket of him. And then you had uh, this was a picture. This is one of them. This is the last one I think. Is uh, no, it's not. As a matter of fact, well, here's one. I'm going out of order now. But uh, Chris Godwin, his phone got knocked out of his hand by Scotty Miller. Ended up in the bottom. That did end up in the bottom of the river. They never got that baby back. The dive team didn't go for that one. I mean, they're on standby for the Stanley there Cup. There will be an, There is a dive team on standby. Do you think? Let me ask you this: What if I were if I were doing prop bets? Okay, what are the odds that at thirty four and a half pounds, okay, 
that somebody attempts. Is this even feasible? Because there's a guy whose lone job is to protect the cup at all at all costs. Is there any chance that somebody tries to toss that from one boat to the other? Or two guys, or what happens? A you? chance, very... I'm sure they've been told, under no circumstances are you allowed to throw this thing. And, then, why the but, di- but, then why the divers? <laughs> well, well, but, uh, you know, I mean, well, first of all... Accidents happen? You've got a bunch of drunk people on a boat. I mean, people could fall <laughs> in the water for all you well, know. Well, yeah. I, mean, um, I, I think it's... Uh, I think the one thing with the Stanley Cup too is how revered it is, right? And your name's on it, and and there's one the tradition, right? the one. Yeah, it's not like every team keeps a Lombardi Trophy at their their facility and things like that. That well, and they make they make a bunch of them. Yeah, I, I would mean, think they, the players would be a little more receptive to not throwing it in that regard. Yeah, pretty damn heavy thing to throw to begin with. Well, that too. Just saying. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit uh, bigger and and a little more heavier than that Lombardi. Trip. But couldn't that become a uniquely Tampa Bay thing? We go on the river and we hand it. We we we. I'm not saying you're going to do it from seven or eight feet, but you could see. You know. Yeah, I, I don't think we see. That. I don't think we see that today. No. Okay. Be interesting. Anyway, this whole thing is going to wind up um, if you don't get, I guess, a seat. Uh, on the river or whatever. It's going to end up at Julian B. Lane Park, right? That's correct, yeah. 2 o'clock is when the celebration is scheduled to begin. Yeah. Uh, I know last year it went really late. It got late start. They were behind, I think yeah. they're really pushing to be closer to on time, you know, whether it starts exactly the at we- The weather could be a factor if you go too late. Cause, could you know, be that too, like yeah. But I think on- they're really pushing to try to start it as close to 2 as possible. So um, yeah. I know last year it was like supposed to start at like 7 or seven thirty at Ray Jane. It was closer to nine thirty, I think, or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, the the boat parade took a little longer, and, and the trolleys and all that. But of course, they're not going from downtown to Raymond James's time. Everything's staying downtown, which helps too. So, which is nice, yeah. So, if you can't get a place on the river, I would encourage you just to go to uh, to the park there, and, and uh, actually, they'll all end up there, so you won't have they won't be spread out. Um, there'll be a lot of fans, obviously, but if you get there early, you'll have a chance to see uh, see all your guys. It's going to be fun. And speaking of the lightning, because it doesn't stop with the parade, as you know, uh, if you want to celebrate the lightning's back-to-back cup wins, do it with our hardcover collector's book. It's full of uh, the best stories and photos by my colleagues at the Tampa Bay Times. It's a 160-page book. It's the perfect way to commemorate an unbelievable season. Just go to boltschampsbook.com. That's boltschampsbook.com to order. It's uh, usually thirty nine ninety five, but for a limited time, you can save 10 bucks. When you pre-order it and get it just for twenty nine ninety five, this special offer expires August fifth. So go to bolts.champs with a plural book dot com and order yours today. I ordered mine already. I had mine from last year, which was fantastic. I have the Bucks Championship book from last year too. So they're all. They're I don't know if you saw this on. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're absolutely great. I don't know if you saw this story. We actually wrote a story about the uh, making of the cover because this mm-hmm. is uh, a lot of this is. Produce as quickly as possible, but Dirk Shad, who is a just a a remarkable photographer in his own right, but particularly for hockey, like he he took I don't know twenty thousand pictures of the final, almost twenty two thousand pictures yeah. total. He was going through. It's just nuts, right? And he has a, a ton of cameras mounted on him on his person, uh, mounted around the arena, that sort of thing. And they found, listen, uh, and you can go to uh, to Twitter and and I retweeted this if you can't find it. It's in our. It's on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, dot com, I think, but also, um, 
I've retweeted on uh, at NFL Stroud. Um, the cover shot that they found for this is, and there was a lot of candidates, is just that moment, right? It's that unbelievable moment where um, they've won the cup and uh, Vassy has his helmet off and the sticks and the gloves are in the air and they're all just starting to mob him. And you can see so clearly each player in that photo. It, it's it's a remarkable, remarkable piece of art, photojournalism, and it's going to be the cover, like lightning strikes twice or something of that nature. Um, but it's it's uh, it's really something. And then, of course, all the photos throughout the playoffs in the year and the stories as well by our writers. So you will not be disappointed. Uh, if you didn't get the first one, you should get that too. Um, but make sure you order that book. Uh, I spent my Saturday night, speaking of champions, <clears throat> I spent my Saturday night watching the ESPYs, something I You're would the one. do in the past. You're yeah. the one. No, are the ratings that bad? Are they really I, I that bad? I'm not a big award show watcher, period. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I don't, I don't listen, care if it's this... the Oscars, the Emmys. the Right. I'll watch a little right. bit of the Grammys because the artist actually performs. They I got like performances, that yeah. But yeah. the SB, I mean, I, look, I think it's fantastic. Some bucks won. Um, Well-deserved, but I'm just not a big award show watcher, period. Well, the thing about it is, is that, of course, the ESPYs were uniquely contrived by a network for program content. Uh, and it's sort of you know, beyond self-promoting, but they do raise money for the V Foundation, mm-hmm. which is a worthy cause, and they Absolutely. give out some special awards. Um, you know, uh, they give out one uh, Arthur Ashe Award, uh, Courage Award. They give out um, one in honor of Pat Tillman, um, and so forth. And so there's there's some re- it's a it's a it's a worthwhile endeavor, at least for the kind of money they raise and things. And it was in New York City this time. They've had it in L.A. a bunch. Um, they've been doing it remotely, I think, last year. They should do it in Champa Bay next year, I mean. They should if they're going to move it. I mean, most of the guys are here anyway. So they, um, it, it was on a rooftop. It started raining. It was, it was, it was kind of not a, it's kind of a nasty night as it turned out. Anthony Mackey, who's, a, who's a, um, a really good actor, you would know him from the Marvel comic book uh, characters, I think. Um, he's in that. He also, uh, if you remember uh, the movie We Are Marshall, with Alrat, Alrat, Alrat playing the head coach, um, he was the uh, the defensive back who did not take that ill-fated flight and was part of the rebuilding process there at Marshall. But anyway, um, he was the host, and yeah, it was uh, it, what was what was unique is that again going back to this whole Champa Bay idea. Um, these next two weeks with the ESPYS, and then of course um, they get their rings on the twenty second of July, which is coming up here in a week or so. Uh, this is going to be the kind of the, uh, you know, putting a bow on the, the 2020 season. But it has been a while. And if you're if you're a Tampa Bay fan, whether you watch them or you don't watch them, it was really unique to see um, the Bucks so prominently mentioned. And there was a lot of players there. Obviously, uh, Gronkowski was there. And you had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy, who's not on the team currently, uh, was also there. And JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul as well. And they're all kind of sitting together. And, you know, so Brady um, won uh, Best Male Athlete Team Sport. And, you know, that's an award that has gone to people like Michael Jordan, right? Tiger Woods, uh, well, he's not team sport, but Best Male Athlete, Tiger Woods and those. And, you know, to think a 43-year-old quarterback, and he was up against some pretty stiff competition. He also won 
best NFL player. That did not make the TV show. Uh, in that one, he was up against Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Donald and uh, Derrick Henry, I believe. Um, but if you're a Tampa Bay fan, again, and you just want to kind of relive uh, what happened this past February, uh, the Bucks were such a major part of that show. And Brady wasn't there. He taped you know, sort of his expect- acceptance speech, and Gronk actually took the, the S before him. And then the final award of the night, which is the big one, was best team. And the Bucks won it. And when they won in 2000 in, in uh, 2002 season, 2003, Super Bowl 37, they were not the best team. They went to the uh, Anaheim Angels, I believe, that year. But uh, so, yeah, it was, it was you know, it, it was an award show is what you'd expect. You know, Gronk got up there and said, um, you know, my first day of training camp, I looked around and I said, damn, you know, we got a lot of bleeping talent, you know, like, and and um, he kind of knew that, you know, it was going to be up to them whether they're going to win a lot of games or not. But uh, so I, I don't know. If you don't like award shows, you probably didn't miss much. But I just thought for a Tampa Bay fan, it's been a long time since you've been able to see. And, you know, I think the Lightning were not up for best team. It was from 2020. You can rest assured I think they'll be up for best team next year. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, they – what they've accomplished, you know, and you can you can sort of debate, you know, in the bubble, out of the bubble, uh, are these the two hardest to win? Was there really any kind of home home ice advantage, all that stuff? I think what they've done is, is remarkable. I, I think it's hard. It's always hard. I think it's been harder in some ways. Not sharing it with their fans and all that. So they'll be up for plenty of awards. But What's really cool, and, and from the ESPYs to – just watching Sports Center or yeah. any of the shows or you know the ones on Fox Sports 1 or you know any of those shows how much Tampa Bay sports are featured now i mean it 3 4 years ago they were oh. ignored totally I mean, you know the lightning were good but not to the point where they were talked about at all the mm-hmm. rays were rebuilding the bucks right. were in the middle of 12 straight seasons not making the playoffs now you turn on, I don't care, you know, NHL Network, MLB Network, ESPN. They're talking right. about the Bucks and Tom Brady. NFL Live, yeah, yeah. you name they're, the show. They're mm-hmm. talking about the Lightning and Andre Vasilevsky and Nikita Kucherov and, and that. Yeah. They're talking about the Rays who keep winning in baseball despite the, the payroll obstacles they have and, and teams still can't figure out how to beat the Rays. That Tampa Bay sports are relevant on a national level, all of them. And, and they're mm-hmm. becoming hated, as John Romano's column and you mentioned talked about, right. and and you know we had the guy tweet us last week that he heard in a bar, "I hate Tampa because <laughs> all right. they do is win." You know, I can die. I, I, mean, I can die now. You know, the Bucks used to be the team with the worst winning percentage in North American sports. That's right. Now they're still pretty bad overall, but they've they're now not they're, not, they're not in the cellar anymore. And nope. and you know now they've got a second Lombardi Trophy, and yeah. the Lightning have three Stanley Cups. There's, I think there's nine franchises with more than three Stanley Cups. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, there's only like nine with more than two Super Bowls, I believe. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So the, even the Bucks are in, in rare air when you think about it. And it's all come fairly recently. I mean, that's the thing about it. You know, we're not talking about a long time here, um, you know, just in the 2000s. So, and obviously, you know, the last three championships. And we'll see, you know, what the Rays are, if they're able to get back and, and, and or win uh, a World Series. But yeah, this is. I mean, it, it is. It is so cool for for uh, Tampa Bay fans to to flip on the TV and see their teams 
getting these awards, and now you know the bait with the Bucks are, hey, can they go undefeated? And that that sounds like an NFL program you would do in July because you run out of topics a little bit. How much can you talk about Aaron Rodgers? But you know that that's the sort of thing that you know is is pretty cool if you've been on the other side of it for so long, like the Bucks have. And listen, we're gonna be. It's unbelievable to me that on uh, was it about two weeks from. Uh, I think it was As we two record weeks this, two weeks, the 25th, two weeks from right? today, twenty fourth yeah, or twenty fifth, they go the twenty fourth. Okay, that's Saturday. So yeah, we're less than two weeks from you know, two days ago, Saturday. Yeah, less than two weeks. These guys will be in training camp, in training camp, and then preseason, and then regular. I mean, we are here. We are. We have I think made I saw it back Scott Hansen say nine Sundays from now we're back for uh, red yeah. zone. Right. Yeah, he resigned, which is still the greatest yeah. show on on TV. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's here and we're going to, you know, because they had such a long season, I'm here to tell you, I got my vacation, but it just seems like they just stopped playing and this will be the challenge for them too. You know, have, when you play this late into the year, how fast can you, um, flip, you know, flip it back on and go through the, the, the process of getting better every day and starting from the ground up and all of that. But yeah, it's, it's remarkable to me. And, and I think, you know, depending on what happens with COVID now, which is sort of all over the place. Um, we're hopeful that you know we'll have more communication with them, and it, obviously we know that all the stadiums will be full. That's that's the biggest thing, right? That that the Bucks mm-hmm. have sold out every seat with uh, season passes. So I mean, all that's really cool. I mean, you know, every bit of that is is going to add to what will be just a fun season. And I expect them to win. I expect them to be good, barring injury and all of that stuff. It's it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, just just enjoy this because. There's not much time, you know. You're going to savor the Lightning's victory, and it's going to be be about whether the Bucks can repeat. I wonder if, and listen, players don't think this way; they're process oriented, and so in Brady especially. But does it ratchet up the expectations any any just a little bit that that the Lightning went back to back, and now the Bucks it's the Bucks are up now, and it's it, the pressure is on them to duplicate that as well. No, oh, I think I think I think the Rays put some pressure on themselves too. Going, hey, we got to win one now. Right, they got to win one. I yeah, mean, I think the community gets elevated by that. Absolutely, you know, I mean, especially when when you do have all three teams in your city are good. I mean, yeah, you know, this doesn't happen very often. I mean, normally you get, you know, well, this town gets a lot of bad teams if you look right. back in history. But yeah, by one or two franchises yeah. going at one time. I mean, I look at a town like Detroit right now, and woof. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Pistons, the Tigers, the Lions, and yeah, uh, who am I missing? The uh, the Red Wings, they all stink. Mm-hmm. Right now, now some of them are rebuilding, and and that's the, t- the Tigers are looking like city. some. Yeah, the Tigers are looking promising, and the Red Wings show some promise for the future too. But I mean, you know, they're all ways away from competing for championships. You know, mm-hmm. they've got four teams, and and none of them. You know, you'd be happy if any of them make the playoffs this year. Any. Right. You're just hoping for one. Right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. No, it's it, it's truly remarkable, and um, you know we'll see. And speaking speaking of the Rays, 
Uh, they finished the first half. They lost uh, the the final game in the series at home. They went five and one on the homestand. They lost to Toronto three to three to one. But uh, the big story was that they, I mean, Robbie Ray for the Blue Jays was unhittable virtually. Um, Yandy Diaz got the first hit for the Rays, I think, in the eighth inning, um, and it wasn't off him. And he doubled off the left field wall. The only run they got was Brandon Lau. Brandon Brandon Lau, by the way, is there anyone hotter than him? I think he's hit seven home runs in nine games. The last nine games, he's got seven homers. I was there Saturday when the first pitch in the bottom Oof. of the first took over the wall and then hit a second one in his second at-bat. So Hit two. He is on fire. He's the one guy that doesn't want to see the first half end because he is just smoking hot right now. And that's how he can get. And that's, you know, if you could get that right throughout the season, that would be great. But the Rays end up uh, – at the All Star break, they're fifty three and thirty seven. Think about that record now, fifty three and thirty seven. And they went through, of course, a remarkable what was it? Uh, May I think is their best month. Yeah. Um, and they were like twenty and six or something. Uh, but just an incredible record. They're still sitting one and a half games behind the Red Sox, which is remarkable because I don't think anybody had the Red Sox in first place at this point in the American League East. Um, but get this, and this is this is this says something. They have a 5.89 winning percentage. It's the second best at the break in their 24-season history, behind only the 2010 team, which was 54-34. and 34. Uh, And the 53 wins is their third most after 90 games, behind the 08 team, which went to the World Series, and the 2010, which also won the East, which were uh, both 55 and 35. Now, that's that's rare air. Now, what I will say about it is this. Let's start adding up the injuries. How did they get here? How in the hell did they get here? I mean, you know, Glass now started out like a house of fire. He's obviously been off for a while. Chris Archer pitched, I don't know, all of five innings. What was it? Um, he hasn't pitched in a long time. They lost their closer before the start of the season to Nick Anderson. Um, Chaz Rowe. Chaz Rowe. They've had guys, you know. Oliver Drake. The, yeah, tra- Exactly. Uh, and they've had guys on the IL on and off, you know, from Margot to, uh, I mean, you go around the lineup, everybody's kind of taking their turn. G-Man Choi missed a good chunk of the G-Man beginning G-Man missed, the was on the IL twice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, different periods for Kier his Kier Myers been on the IL. Kier Myers missed a bunch of time, no doubt. Brendan, so, I mean, Brendan all, Lau had a miserable first month and a half Wretched so, first month and a half, yeah. against lefties. Right. Right, so no one. I, here's what I would say: find me the guy other than Zanino who, and, and even Zanino's hitting 200 or below. He's he's bashed 20 20 home runs, and Lau has 21, which is great, but he's hot just in this last month. But find me a guy who's having a good year, a career year. I mean, Joey Wendell maybe batting 275. For Joey Wendell, he's had a good yeah. a good start. Austin Meadows is driving in a lot of runs, but I wouldn't say it's a you know. It's not his best year. No. I mean, he had that one year he hit 33. Saying so the pitching, I mean, pitching stat, Andrew Kittredge has been really good. Kittredge, well, that's the thing. The bullpen is the star of this team. I think they've now gone almost 23 innings without allowing a run. Their last 20, 22, 23 innings. And if you remember during that seven-game losing streak, the bullpen was leaking during that time. And it just yeah, it had a bad week. I mean, Pete Fairbanks, yeah. I think, took three losses in that week. And it just, they just, it seemed like they couldn't get anything going out of that bullpen. But, you, you know, I mean, th- those arms are, have been good all year. They had a, a rough stretch. And, and now you look at them and, what, 23 innings, as you said, and 
and and it's a bunch of different pieces they just keep plugging in. I mean, to get through injuries and and slumps and you know Diego Castillo, he can make it interesting, but he's still getting the job done. He right. made it interesting on Saturday. I was at the game Saturday, and he, he was trying to make it interesting in the night, but he got out of it. He gets out of it, yeah. Now, here's the big question because we're, we're nearing the trade deadline, right? Mm-hmm. What do the Rays do? do they, they have to add, I would think. And, I mean, I don't think you just add for adding's sake. They've got a, a, a great farm system, and they don't want to bankrupt it, obviously. A lot of their players are already up here, but they still have a ton of prospects um, that are rated very highly. But to me, I mean, listen, they've done remarkable with their pitching staff and the way they've managed it. And I just don't, I mean, if you could get another starter, somebody that's a true starter, because I don't know that you have, if you were playing a series tomorrow that was seven games, do you have three? You know, who are your three? McClanahan. McClanahan. Rich Hill. You got two left handers. Rich Hill. Well, they're all lefties pretty much. I mean, except Waka. But I mean, your starters. That's what I mean. They're all lefties. I mean, Fleming's a lefty. McClanahan's a lefty. Hill's a lefty. Right. And then Waka, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you know. Unless you. I mean, you could go with. Patino. You could go young. I wouldn't go young. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going there yet. Maybe by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's. But I mean, basically, I need another starter. What I'm saying is, is that you you need since you lost Glass now, and there's no, there's certainly it, it would be a miracle if he came back, in my opinion. Um, he thinks he can come back before the end of the season. Well, I hope he can, but I don't think you can go into the. But to he, the he's not going to sit there and like, pitch seven innings in a postseason game when he's coming back like that. I mean, he's going to be right. You'd have to build him up, all yeah. of that stuff, right? Yeah, I don't and, think you have time to. I think he's going to be more of a short guy. Give you a few right. innings, but. But don't you wouldn't, wouldn't that be would that be your number one need yes. or and I'll throw this out there because here's where I, you know the Rays the Rays beat you with their forty man as we said and that's great during the regular season mm-hmm. right when you get into the postseason I, I mean the the pitching and defense has to carry you there's no question about that but are we going to see a repeat of what we saw in the last World Series in that when they're facing you know, three really good starters, and that's probably what you're going to have in whoever they get in the playoffs, whether it's the AL Championship or the World Series. Can they swing the bats well enough? Do they have enough? Um, Can they score enough runs? And it's about run prevention. I get it. But are you confident that offense against the better pitching is going to produce? I Because what I saw today, I mean, it's Robbie Ray, and he had lights-out performance, but he's pitched well against them all year, and they've beaten him with a couple home runs. Uh, until this game, but I don't know. I I think we could see a very similar series to what you'd see or postseason what you saw a year ago. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting what they decide to do as Wander Franco's here now, right? Al Bruhan's right. up here now. So can you get rid of some of the guys that you know that they're playing in front of? I, I think that's what they're evaluating at this point. I mean, I think it's. Are we ready for Vidal Brujan to be a starting infielder in the postseason? Are we ready? I mean, Wander Franco, I think they're set with, you know, he's he's the number one prospect. He's going to be playing no matter what. Right. You know, I mean, he'll take his days off here. He didn't play Saturday, but. Right. You know, but can these other guys, can Josh Lowe, you know, when he gets a call up, help? Um, is Kevin Padlow part of the plan? Um mm-hmm. You know, all these Taylor Walls, we know that they, they're high on at shortstop, particularly for his defense. 
Um, are they ready to hand so it over are to you these hoping, young guys? I mean, that, that, and I think that's what they're deciding and figuring out. Well, and if they are, okay, let's say they are. Are there guys then on this roster that you can use as as uh, trade bait, or are you talking about bringing in other people to to play in front of the guys well, that you've just brought up? Yeah, I mean, you know, could Brendan Lau be a trade bait? And if he's getting hotter, it sure helps. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you look at him the last week and a half. Yeah. Could you know is Kevin Kiermaier trade bait? If anyone would take him, they would have already traded him, in my opinion. Well, but is there that's, a team that needs a defensive center fielder down the stretch? Maybe I mean, if that's what's going to put them over the top. Um, yeah. You know, could a Yandy Diaz be in play? Absolutely. Has good at bats, good on base percentage. Not good on base. A lot of home runs, but he's gonna he's gonna give you good at bats and and he can play first and third and and gets on base a lot. Right, but not a def, not a defensive. Uh, you know, he's not plus plus defender. You not plus kinda, plus, but he's good. I mean, he's he's, he's adequate he's, enough for most for most teams. Adequate. He'd be a, he'd be an upgrade, or for many teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have enough on the major league roster to 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 trade that they would then get back something, or do they just do they just merely rent a player for a lot of money? You know, there's been talks a talk in in the past about guys like Max Scherzer and people like mm-hmm. this. Or would they make that kind of a deal just to put themselves over the top? I'd love to see it. I think it all depends I'd, I'd on what they have to, to give it. up. What they have to give up, and and of you course, know, they evaluate things both for this year and the future. Sure, I get you it. Know, but but much like Julian Breezeball has shown us with the Lightning, is sometimes you got to take that chance. Sometimes yeah. a window is is there, yeah. and you got to go for it. Prospects are still that prospects. There's no guarantees on anything for them. That's right. You know, draft picks are still the same thing. There's no guarantees that they're going to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, you got to cast your chips in and say we're going for it. Right. And I mean, you know, given their record, look, they're, if they play the way they've been playing, of course they've won five out of six now. But being a game and a half, in front, and there's separation now, a big separation now between the Rays and who's in third place, the Blue the Jays. Blue Jays and Yankees are both six and a half games behind the Rays. Is it behind the Rays? But then yeah, like they're nine both and a half yeah, out yeah, of first place. They're eight behind the, the Red Sox. Eight behind the Red Sox. Yep. So you're starting to get, you know, those teams going to have to make a move here pretty quick um, or they're going to fall too far out of it and won't even be in, in play for a wild card. Well, I know you were big on the MLB draft that happened tonight. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, I studied it. <laughs> Did they draft anyone? Uh, I'm not sure if they have yet as we're recording this. They were the Is 28th it, pick slow? in the first round. So. Oh, jeez. Um, my At son's actually, oh, actually looks, I know the 30th pick. So let me see, let's see who they picked. Hold on. As we've taped this, they have made a pick. The pick yes. is in. The pick is in. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you know. Uh, the Rays, let's see. Carson Williams. Oh, you know him. Oh, yeah, Carson, sure. He's a shortstop with arguably the best arm in the entire MLB draft. Well, I don't good, know if that baby. means the best pitching arm or just arm for defense. No, I'm just kidding. They're going to turn him into a, a reliever. Uh, great range on defense. That's there what uh, our friend Chris Torello tweeted out. So Can't have enough shortstops, I always say. Well, uh, there's a lot of players in the baseball that have started as shortstops and moved elsewhere, so. First of all, anybody who was any good at baseball played shortstop and pitched. I just want to put my hand up and say that's what we all did. Mm-hmm. The best players play, played shortstop and pitched, yeah. at least in Little League. Yeah. And then oh, as you and, got older. On the race, I'll have another pick, number 34. So they're actually, oh, they actually they're on the clock too? right now. As we're taping this, they're on the clock. Yeah, they had a compensatory pick for 34. Wow, this is exciting. We could break this. Yeah, this would be breaking news. So when you listen to this tomorrow. <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. 
We're not supposed to be like this, but we are. Yeah, we so bring it to you live. The 34th pick uh, competitive balance round selection. So, you know, based on payroll and all that stuff, they give competitive balance picks. Well, look, I, I'm anxious to see if the Rays make a move and if they do what kind they make. I, I really am. I think it's going to be interesting to see just, uh, you know, if some if there's somebody worthwhile out there. But I would not discount a starting pitcher. Um, and even if they have to rent one. Where maybe you I, know, I, I think that's their biggest need, particularly with Tyler Glass now, in particular a right-handed starting pitcher, a right-hander, right? Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, I mean, I think you take a lefty if you can find a good one, but they need a right-handed oh, sure. starter. Absolutely. Oh, oh, the pick is in. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Cooper Kinney, a prep second baseman from Tennessee. Well, there you, there's your keystone combination. Yes. And speaking of the race, too, we haven't even discussed this. Sunday night baseball is coming to town. No. Okay, I couldn't believe how long it's been since they had a Sunday night game. I believe when we looked it up, it was 2014, but that wasn't at home. That was on the road. This is at home. Sunday night baseball is coming to the Trop in three weeks on August 1st. God bless them. Is it against the Red Sox? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. The battle for the aliens. I don't know the last time Sunday night baseball was at Tampa Bay at the Trop. I couldn't remember. Couldn't tell you. Honest to God. But, yeah, Sunday night baseball is coming to our city. Well, hopefully the fans come. Uh, I think they will. I think a first-place battle in the AL East with the Red Sox, plenty of Red Sox fans down here as well. That'll be uh, that'll be well attended, I would imagine. Yeah, Sunday night baseball, school hasn't, school's about a week away from starting in Hillsborough County at that point, so kids will still be out of school, so they can stay up late. Yeah, it'd be great. Before we get out of here, I'm just going to mention this briefly because we don't talk enough about soccer or football, as they call it, across the pond. The Euros. You watch the Euros? I watched the Euro Cup. I've been watching a lot of it. You probably I, just watched watch, the final. but No, no. I, I watched the semis, actually. Oh, okay. I saw I saw, uh, I saw England win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, who beat Spain? Was that Italy? Italy, yeah. That's who won the yeah. Euro 2020 today. Yeah, and they won it, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, So let me ask you this. So it, here's where I lost the game. It was one nothing England, was it not? Yes, they scored like in the first two minutes of the game. And they did the worst job in the post game of showing me the goals because there's only two of them. Couldn't you show me both goals? <laughs> I did not see how Italy scored. Tell me how they scored to tie it. They scored. It was fairly early in the second half. Uh, it was, Maybe okay. 10 minutes into the second half. I, I don't right. remember. I was watching it, but I don't remember the time on it. Yeah. Uh, was there a tactical mistake by England that gave them that goal? Or? Yeah. They they weren't they didn't they weren't playing very smart defense. They That's were kind of the, they were kind, the of, letting, they were kind of, of letting Italy start. They kind of sat back, like they a midfield, right? Shell. They kind of yeah, just, they kind of went yeah. into a turtle shell and sat back, and Italy started attacking and took all the momentum from them. That's what I heard. Um, you know, quite frankly, I thought Italy could have won in regulation, but they didn't. Right. Ended up going to penalty kicks, and the penalty kicks, unlike what I would you would suspect, is that it's you know. Hard to stop a goal, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, actually, those goalies are pretty good. And there's been some. I mean, the one England player, um, Rashford, tried to get way too cute. Had the goalie completely fooled. But he was going so slow, and he kicked it and hit the post. He hit the post the yeah. wrong way. I mean, you know, and he was brought in as a, as a sub very late in the overtime for just the for PK. the penalty kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got too cute with it, and he had the goalie completely fooled. Yeah, he guessed instead wrong, of just burying it in the middle. He tapped it off the post. He tried yep. to be too fine with it. So th- there were some great saves in, in um, both sides. Mm-hmm. And the Italy goaltender, I think, basically won the shootout for them. Yes. 
Yeah, he's kind of taken that title from Gigi Buffon there at Italy and kind of their next goal. Italy always seems to have a good goalie, which is why mm-hmm. they're one of the best teams in the world consistently. Right. So, And, and Lionel Messi got his first international title. I Team saw title that. They with carried, Argentina. They won the Copa America tournament. The Copa America. Yeah. Now, here's an idea. Let's take the Copa America winner and play him against the Euro winner. Well, that's kind of what the World Cup will do next year is kind of compete all these <laughs> no, best teams. No, just say But, yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it now. Let's play no. it next weekend. <laughs> you know? Wouldn't that be cool? It would be cool. It'd be very cool. But it would kind of usurp the World Cup a little bit, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, I, there's, a, there's a move that people want to make the World Cup every other year, which I think would be awesome, to be honest. But I love watching the World Cup. I like any of those. I mean, the Olympics is coming. I love any of those competitions where it's nation versus nation I love. But is the U.S. going to be in the World Cup? Uh, they've got to qualify for it, but your hope is well, they're not in the Olympics. My, but that's my point. They're not yeah. in the Olympics. Yeah. No. So they're they're on their way. They're in the middle of qualifying for it now. So what are the what are the prospects? Good? Not good? I think it's pretty good. I, mean, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a lock or anything else. But I think their prospects are going pretty good. They're playing pretty well right now as a country. So. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a big deal in my uh, in my brother in law's house, whose son plays soccer and and. Uh, I know it was on all TVs. I was watching that. I was watching Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic won again. He beat an Italian. It, uh, I mean, imagine if Italy had won both Wimbledon and the Euro Cup in the same day. It would have been something. So. Not, not only that, but won them both on English soil. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, oh, that would have hurt. But I know all of England must be weeping uh, today because what had it been? Did I hear it was been like 50-something years? 66 or something like that? Oh, jeez. That's a long... That's more than a generation. That's yes. three generations. They were so close, and yet... Uh, i got to be honest with you. I don't care if you're talking about hockey. I know soccer can't play forever. They play, you know, what, two 15-minute overtimes and then before they get to the shootout, but I hate it. I just hate it. I hate deciding... Yeah. Something that I don't mind a regular way. season just, hockey game by that. I mean, I, you know, it's not the no, best way, no, no, no. I could, you know, it's fine. I could care less. Yeah, they used to have they used to have no score, right? Yeah. Just a tie. Yeah. So, by the way, there was some serious clear. flopping in that England Italy game too. Oh, there always is. I mean, there were some legitimate ones, something. but there were some serious flops. <laughs> but just the just the acting, like if you just looked at these guys, you would think there there's no yeah. way he's going to get up. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nikita Kucherov breaks a rib and plays the next game. <laughs> Alex Kalorn right. puts a rod in his to <laughs> fix right. a broken fibula and tries to go oh, out. Oh yeah, I three had surgery. I was I was going to try to come back. Like what? Wait, what? <laughs> he did. He took he took warm ups the one in game four, and he said ah, I got a little worse after that. What so. are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, I think Jack Youngblood played with a broken leg. <laughs> In the uh, NFC Championship game, or the Super Bowl. He got hurt in yeah. the NFC Championship game. He played the Super Bowl. But that's, I mean, come on. That's, even Kucherov. I mean, Kucherov, after he broke that rib, was like, he was a targeted guy that whole series. And he was even trying to lay the wood to some people. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, it's just, uh, those guys are yeah, plenty, By of the Bud, way, plenty of Bud Light in them. So, you know, he was Lots of good. Bud Light. And, and the, the greatest T-shirt that they've seen so far is the one with Kucherov's uh, face and... Uh, uh, shirtless body that says number one BS. Only doesn't say BS. Have you seen that? Yeah, I know. I've seen. There's several different versions of that. Uh, hold on, I want to pull up another picture. I don't know if you've seen this. This is Cooch wearing a a shirt that says 18 million over the cap. That's the one. That's the one I heard that the players are going to wear. Yeah, yeah. He's he's wearing. He, I see a picture of him with Lombardi Trophy and the Stanley Cup. On a boat, I think the players on, a boat on this says 18 million over the cap, and it's a picture of him chugging beer. Yeah, I think the players are going to wear the 18 million over the cap shirts. Good, embrace just to mess with the rest it. of the league. Yeah, 
Because our GM's better than your GM. It was all within the rule. I mean, the NHL knew this was a loophole six years ago when the same thing happened with Patrick Kane, or very similar. Right. And they didn't close it. Right. They left it there. Right. And the NHL checked into Cooch in his surgery and in a rehab, and they said everything was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was if, it was, if it wasn't a 56-game schedule, if it was a normal 82-game, six- to seven-month schedule. He'd this, have had to this, come back. He would have had to come. Yeah. I mean, this this surgery was a five-month return to, to play. I mean, that's... Braden Point had the surgery. Many other hockey players have had the same surgery. Right. You can sit there and say all you want. It was circumventing the cap or whatever. It's not. Right. I mean, it's he had surgery. It takes five months to recover. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. all within the rules, and the NHL checked it out. Totally get it. Well, we're going to have a busy week. We've got, uh, of course, a boat parade today. We'll be talking about the, the hijinks that goes on there, obviously. Monty Kiffin, the Bucks' uh, defensive coordinator on Wednesday, is going to be introduced, and he will be, of course, he's been elected to the Ring of Honor. That's going to happen in September against the Atlanta Falcons, so we'll have a chance to talk to him over at the uh, Advent Healthcare Center at the Bucks. Julian Breezebois is speaking on Tuesday to start okay. talking about the offseason and – well, the, NHL, the, the expansion draft is a week from Wednesday for Seattle. Oh, uh, wow. So they've got to get their picks in for that. And the NHL draft is a week from Friday and Saturday. And then free agency starts, I think, July 28th, so in two weeks, essentially. When free agency starts, of course, Barclay Goodrow, Blake Coleman are free agents, David Savard's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some others, too. Uh, the Lightning are going to have to shed some salary cap along the way before next season, so... That's really compressed as late as the season went because it went longer. It's actually, um, I mean, this part of it's not that compressed to normal. I mean, it's normally a week or two after, about two weeks afterwards is when all that stuff happens. I mean, there's not always an expansion draft every year. Right, right. But it actually, for the teams that make it all the way, it is, it's pretty much, you know, win the cup. Okay, let's see who we cutting. I mean, that's kind yeah. of the way the schedule goes. And we got the All-Star game, All-Star weekend coming up. Of course, Joey Wendell was named to the All-Star team, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah, No race in the home run derby tonight, though. But no. Pete Alonzo, local kid, is uh, mm-hmm. looking to defend his title. But uh, Shohei Otani is going to be in the, uh, the home run hitting contest, yes, he right? Is. Yes, he I mean, is. He's in one every night. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, the guy literally hits a home run every night. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. This might be the greatest year of a baseball player I mean, since Babe Ruth. I mean, wh- who's done this before? I, I mean, and some of the some of the shots he hits are, I mean, five hundred footers. I mean, these things are blasts. I mean, the guy is. It's one. It, it's a shame that Joe Madden and the Angels aren't playing better as a team. Well, it's kind um, of the story of Mike Trout his whole career. They're just languishing on a bad team. But you imagine you have Mike Trout and this guy mm-hmm. on the same club, and you had Albert Pujols in years past. Yeah, and even to start yeah. this year. Granted, he's not what he used to be, but. But still, talk about MVP power. My goodness. So, yeah, folks, uh, just one more time on the Lightning book. Uh, if you have a chance to get it, you can celebrate their back-to-back cup wins. We've got this hardcover book. It's full of the best stories and the photos from my colleagues at Tampa Bay Times. 160 pages. It's perfect to commemorate the season. Go to bolts.champsbook.com to order. It's usually thirty nine ninety five, But for a limited time, you can save 10 bucks. Pre-order, get it for twenty nine ninety five. This expires August 5th www.bolts.champsbook.com For Steve Burson at Gumrick Stroud the Tampa Bay Times, have a great Bolt Parade Monday, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 